Over the last couple of recordings, we have uh, tried to go over the question how to close the deal. It's based on a series of talks that I gave with Kairos Real Estate where I was brought in to train their uh, real estate uh, team. That's those people who have to go out and talk to people in the field and also for those who have to stay in the office and deal with the phones, the telephony unit. So, um, yeah, so that's where the idea for how to close the deal, um, that's where the idea for this material came about. And I figured I'd share it over here with you guys because the principles of selling are universal. We just need to be um, creative and take whatever it is that we learn and see how it adapts to our own particular um, circumstance and our own context. So in previous recordings that we've done in the last couple of days, we have looked at whether closing the deal is different depending on your discipline. And some of the scenarios that we've looked at, uh, real estate, wedding planning, or buying and selling um, dresses, for instance, dresses and watches. So is closing the deal different when you are uh, trying to buy a house or trying to sell a house or trying to plan a wedding or trying to buy and sell shoes on Instagram? And tackling that question made us um, look at the differences in simple sales scenarios and complex sales scenarios. We also looked at the question of what does closing mean uh, because uh, we need to be um, in lockstep uh, when it comes to our understanding of what closing is before we can even start looking at that question of how to close the deal. And then uh, finally, I think... Uh, the last question we looked at was, um, okay, yes, how do we know if we have a deal? Because before you close the deal, you need to be sure if you've had one. And if I remember correctly, I think in the last recording, what we did was um, I pretty much gave you guys a primer, a summary, um, a hint that when it comes to considering if you have a deal, that it's a question of um, qualification. Now, if you're a long-time listener of the podcast, you remember that qualification is a question-led process. You're asking them a bunch of questions because you're trying to figure out a couple of things. So, um, for those of you who are in the wedding space, qualification is all that time that you spend, whether in person or over on WhatsApp or uh, on Instagram uh, DMs, where you're asking them questions because you're trying to figure out a couple of things. Now, that is how you know if you've got a deal, because if you did a bad job at qualifying, that would mean that you have someone who is not qualified because the person doesn't have a want or a need that you can match. You guys are out of sync when it comes to budget. And then there's no sense of urgency. They're not ready to take a decision um, anytime soon. So the person can have all the money in the world, but if there's not a need and they're not ready to pull the trigger, then actually what you have is not a deal. Because some people think that uh, the deal is, you know, depends on um, how much uh, money the other person um, has. So it's not just about the size of the deal, how much uh, money is going to be spent on this. But there are other, um, there are other factors, other criteria that you have to pay attention to. So whether you have a deal depends on how well you qualified. If you did a bad job at qualifying, then basically the person that you have in front of you is a dud and there's, it doesn't matter how much you know you push, they're probably not going to be able to close the deal. And even if you do, it maybe it's not a deal that is worth uh, your time. So you need to spend a lot of time um, qualifying and that's how it is that you know that you have a deal. So for those of you who are new time, uh, first time listeners on the podcast, we're going to run through a couple of things, the kind of questions that you should um, ask. And uh, this is in no particular order. And remember that whenever we're asking potential customers questions, we have to keep it nice and conversational. 
if it looks like you're interrogating them, particularly if you have a Nigerian audience, the people are just going to clam up because nobody likes being interrogated, especially Nigerians. So you're asking questions to figure out if they do um, have a need. For those of you who um, who listen to my um, other podcast, the So You're Getting Married podcast, I've spoken about my adventures um, with another couple who, um, at the end of the day, uh, my video guy and I, that's Shagun, we kind of got the sense that they probably didn't really need um, <clears throat> um, audiovisual coverage at their wedding. And um, yeah, that's how it turned out in actual fact. So it looked like they have the money and that was going to be able to afford it because I think they were a diplomatic, uh, part of the diplomatic corps and they were, <clears throat> so excuse me, um, expats. So yeah, they could afford it. But to them, photography and video, not really important. So even though there was money, they were not going to do it. I kept in touch with the couple and actually, they didn't do it. There was no photography and there was um, no video. So in that case, they had the money. They could afford it. would have been a nice classy event because, in fact, they tried out lots of, um, uh, tried to inculcate, um, or rather incorporate Nigerian elements, uh, you know, Ankara themes, stuff like that. So it would have been beautiful to photograph and to record. But, um, but there was no need. And so, and, uh, and so we didn't have it didn't happen so you need to ask questions to be sure that there's a need and that they um, have a want and one thing that i have one way that have um taken to asking that question especially when i'm with those couples that it looks as if an uncle wants to give them or or that mom wants to give them a, a photographer or a videographer you know i just go straight out and ask that okay if you if you guys just go ahead with mom's option you know what's the worst that can happen and if they say, eh, nothing that will happen now, it should be it's photography. Photography is photography. In that case, there's not really a need or there's not really a want. Because whether it's you or it's the guy from, uh, you know, the guy from down the street, I mean, they're, they're not really particular, so there's no need. In that case, you don't really have a deal and you probably shouldn't um, press on and... Um, because uh, this is not a qualified client that is worth uh, spending your time with. But if the answer to the question is that, uh, no, it can't be mommy's guy because uh, it's been Uncle Kunle, and Uncle Kunle has been working with them since we were six years old. Um, I don't like his style. It is a wait-and-get style. What I want is something more uh, cinematic. I want this, I want this, I want that, I want this, I want that. Then that's a couple that is worth talking to because they have a need and they have clear ideas about what their wedding photography should be like and what their wedding uh, videography should be like or what their wedding planning should be like. So you should engage them in conversation and ask those kinds of questions because you're trying to figure out do they have a want, do they have a need. And then, of course, you also have to figure out if you have matching inventory. So let's say you're a wedding photographer, sorry, videographer, and they start talking about drone coverage and uh, truss and pulley and stuff like that and all those other technical stuff. Do you have that um, inventory? Is this something that you can rent out um, uh, to meet your costs? If you can't, then you probably should just say goodbye to them because you know that you're not going to be able to fulfill that. The reason why the infantry thing came up was because uh, in the beginning, you know, I was talking to uh, real estate people. So real estate people are strongly tied to inventory. There's no point in talking to someone who wants to boost his um, uh, real estate portfolio or his investment portfolio by buying houses in Jabi if all the houses you have are in Metama. There's no point in carrying on that conversation. And so, in a sense, it also relates to us in the wedding space as well. 
So uh, for those of us who are in a much more creative uh, space, like uh, photographers, for instance, or let's say the cake artists, since we don't have in inventory per se, it will be much more a question of style and aesthetics. So I'm a much more candid, natural guy, not too heavy on Photoshop. So if they start talking about how they want to be Photoshopped, uh, flying over the moon or Photoshopped into Venice or something like that, that is not an expectation that I can match. And so I better just weave it. And if you're a cake artist and what you do is classical cakes, but these people are talking about novel ideas, like maybe they want their wedding cake to be a golf course or something like that because they love golf, then it's something that you should just um, avoid because it's not something that you are going to meet at the end of the day. So those are questions that you should um, ask as well. You guys need to be in sync when it comes to inventory. Um, so for those of you who have pyro, who run the pyrotechnics, you know, all those explosives and things that are around the stage, yeah, the inventory thing is important to you. So for the rest of us, it's more of a thing of um, style and aesthetics. You also have to be sure that you guys are in sync on budgeting because um, early on when I started doing Abuja weddings, I used to be based in Lagos before I moved here, after I got married. Um, there was a bride that I spoke to and I told her that, well, um, for your wedding, for what we discussed so far, it could be anything between uh, 250 and uh, 450 um, how does that sound? She said, uh, well, 250, 450, I think 350 sounds just about right. And I was like, okay, cool. And in that case, can I show up on Monday so that I can meet with you and Momsi and let's start getting down to specifics about what it is that you need. And we agreed, we had a meeting and then we ended up working together. So you can see that the qualifying question that I put out there on, um, I put out there on money showed that it looks like I have a promising deal on hand because I put it out there. You know, for clients, for this kind of situation, it could be between this and this. And she said, uh, well, this amount sounds just about right. And I knew that there was room because there's no point in going for a meeting. Let's say you're a wedding planner. There's no point in going for a meeting um, with a 150K couple if the minimum that you're going to take to plan a wedding is uh, going to be um, 500K because the gap between 150K and 500K is huge. But on the other end, if you're a 500K um, a wedding planner and you get a sense that this couple is maybe 350 maybe 400 the gap is not that much you can get a 400 person to get to 450 or maybe 500 or you can get a 350 person to get to 400 and then you just close your eye you say well it's the end of the year let me just let me not lose out let me just take this deal so you know you can do something like that so we need to be sure that we're in sync when it comes to uh, the money um, issues then, um, let's see, what else? We also need to get a sense of the decision-making um, process or the decision-making unit, as uh, our people in engineering um, like to say. So you need to know who it is that is important when it comes to uh, making the decision. Is the bride going to make this decision alone? Uh, is it the groom? Uh, traditionally, how does this um, operate? You know, these things are really important because they uh, determine who we bring into the conversation and um, when. Because I have spent time talking to a bride, not just me, actually, it was me and um, Shagun, um, talking to a bride for, I think, about uh, two weeks. And then when it gets time to payment, she's like, okay, um, you guys, uh, you'll have to talk to Abubakar. Um, um, Abubakar is not his real name, of course, but you have to talk to Abubakar. And it turns out that from where they are in their own part of the north, uh, the groom's family handles some arrangements and the bride's uh, family handles some arrangements. 
Now, being based in Lagos, and then of course, Shagun also being a Yoruba dude, we're much more used to talking to um, the bride when it comes to a whole lot of this stuff. And then when it comes to payment, it's typically going to be, you know, the bride will make the deposit and then maybe uh, uh, the bride's mom makes the final payment or, you know, the money comes from her parents or something like that. But this was somewhere, this was an arrangement where we just assume that, okay, we're talking to the bride and so it's going to be the bride. But in this case, it's a different culture and so it gets down to payment and she's like okay you guys talk to abubakar and of course you know how that thing went um we didn't involve him in the process and so it was now that money had to exchange hands that he was being involved in and um that was not a nice conversation pretty much and then it turns out that he also had been um running arrangements on his own end and rightfully so since it's something that falls into uh, his own um, responsibility or his family's um, um, sphere of influence. I mean, that's just how they do things, you know, in their village. I mean, in their culture, where it is that they, um, where they come from. So, um, if we had asked qualifying questions to try and figure out, like, uh, okay, we've been talking to you a lot. Uh, how come we're not talking to Abubakar? Isn't uh, Abubakar interested in the choice of wedding photo and video? You know, she would have now said, mm, well, actually, in fact, you know, where we come from, actually the groom's family that uh, handles these sorts of things. So, in fact, you, you guys should even be talking to him. You know, so if we had brought up those kinds of questions early on in the process, um, the goal, uh, the possibility of us closing a deal and the likelihood that this was indeed a deal worth uh, closing would have, um, would have found it um, um, a lot um, earlier. So there are lots of things that go into qualification, but so as uh, not to spend too much of your time here, I'll just leave it at uh, this. But um, I hope you guys are beginning to appreciate now, if you haven't come across this idea before, that uh, whether you've got a deal or not is not, uh, you know, according to the amount of money in contention. So it's not just because you're talking to the couple and they're looking to spend 1.2, then that means that, okay, you guys have a deal. It's not whether about it's 1.2 or not, because they can have 1.2 M, but they don't really need wedding photography or video or wedding planning. Uh, they can't be bothered. And let's say in this case, yeah, they have 1.2 uh, to throw around for wedding planning. But the thing is, they haven't even fixed a wedding date or they... Um, so they haven't fixed a wedding date or they... Um, sorry, sorry, I just lost my thought. Uh, my kids came in needed my attention for something so i have to wrap this up so yes they can have all the money in the world and um but the thing is they haven't even fixed a wedding date or gotten a venue or maybe the families even haven't started talking so in this case even though you have a 1.2 um on the table the truth is you don't really have um a deal there so uh yeah qualification very very important and uh, that is the next step in considering um how to close the deal in real estate or wedding planning or retail or whatever it is that you are involved in make sure that you have a deal on the table in the first place so if you haven't done any qualification and you're currently talking to someone you better start talking you better start asking those people qualifying questions now so that your odds of um, seeding the deal um, increase so yeah that's it so thank you very much guys for listening to the sales for the nigerian wedding industry podcast i am your host abuja based sales consultant and event media professional tabishima ayede thank you very much for your time and attention i'll catch you guys at the next recording